Soul, Spirituality and Spiritual Bypassing by Ayan Farbahar Your soul is the spiritual essence that is experiencing your life. It is caring and wise. It has emanated from the divine and is the bridge between you and the greater spiritual reality. If you're not in touch with your soul, your spiritual connection can become superficial and soulless. But if you embrace your soul and attend to its needs, you will find the divine in you. Hi, this is Ayan Farvahar. I'm glad you're here. This channel is about self-realization and honoring our life purpose and meaning. If you're interested in these topics, please subscribe to stay connected. Your support is the foundation of this channel and encourages me to create more content in the future. For more information about myself and my life mentoring practice, please find my bio link in the description below. Today we want to focus on soul and its relationship to spirituality and spiritual bypassing. Spirituality is an inseparable aspect of human experience. Without it, life becomes profane and devoid of real meaning. No level of success, wealth, fame or power can give your life a sense of meaning the way your awareness of your soul can. In a way, life is a journey from you to your spiritual self, an opportunity to meet the soul that is experiencing your life, the soul that knows what brought you to this life. The real goal of spirituality is not finding God or experiencing the sacred, but about finding your soul and through that finding the divine creator who imagined you. Any spiritual practice or connection that calls you to ignore yourself and your innermost needs separates you from your soul and can only bring you a false sense of enlightenment. Practicing spirituality before recognizing your soul leads to what is known as spiritual bypassing, when your spirituality becomes a mean to bypass the innermost needs and aspirations of your soul. This presentation is meant to raise your awareness about the relationship between soul, spirituality and spiritual bypassing. More specifically, we cover the following topics. Personal and Mystical Experience of Spirituality Soul, Soul Loss and What It Means to Be Soulful Soulful and Soulless Spirituality and Spiritual Bypassing and How to Notice It Let's go over these. Personal and Mystical Experience of Spirituality Spirituality is a subjective word and can mean different things for different people. In its most common meaning, when people talk about spirituality, they generally refer to a spiritual connection to something divine or impersonal, like God or the sacred. This connection is usually facilitated through meditation practices, praying, mysticism and so on. 
But spirituality is not just about spiritual connection with the sacred and should foremost involve experiencing your spiritual self, your soul. From personal experience, there are two types of spiritual connection. One is mystical or religious experience, when you build a relationship with a symbolic representation of the divine, depending on the spiritual tradition you practice. The other type of spiritual experience is a personal and self-reflecting spiritual experience when you explore and build a deeper relationship with the spiritual dimension of your being, your spiritual self or your soul. Stating it differently, the mystical or religious experience of spirituality is about the spiritual relationship between an individual and what the individual views as divine or God. The personal experience of spirituality is not about a relationship with the divine, but a relationship with the intimately personal essence that is experiencing your life and why. The personal and mystical spirituality are complementary to each other because your soul is an emanation of the divine, the bridge between you and the divine creator who imagined you. The deepest and most life-affirming spirituality is one where both personal connection to the soul and the mystical connection to the divine are honored. One without other would not be as complete or as deep and as life-affirming. Unfortunately, many spiritual teaching modalities, including some meditation-based Eastern traditions, tend to bypass the soul and its needs seeing it as an aspect of ego that needs to be disowned and surrendered in favor of a mystical connection to the sacred. Spiritual enlightenment reached through disowning or surrendering one's soul and its needs leads to soul loss and spiritual bypassing. Soul, soul loss and what it means to be soulful. What is soul? Soul is the spiritual essence of your being, the essence that is experiencing your life, the essence that brought you to this life to serve a purpose and manifest a mission. In that sense, you are the counterpart and acting agent of your soul and must understand its needs and aspirations. There is a reason you are here experiencing this life. And it is important for you to know what that reason is. It is easy to know whether you are connected to your soul or not. If you are connected to your soul, you feel soulful and alive, and your body and mind are at peace. In contrast, when you are not connected to your soul, you feel not as soulful or as alive. Your mind is burdened and preoccupied, and you're not happy in your skin or with yourself. So the more soulful and alive you are, and the more at peace you feel with yourself, the more connected you are to your soul. Your soul is different from your conscious self. To understand this difference, 
Consider the difference between your mind and your heart. Your mind is rational and more focused on your self-preservation and self-gratification impulses. But your heart is different. It is softer, more intuitive, and not as rational. Most of your decisions in life are made by your rational mind, based on how it sees things. But there are also moments in your life that your mind is not as clear, and you must learn to listen to your heart and what is telling you. In those moments, you're tapping into the wisdom of your soul and what it wants you to know or do. Young children have an innate connection to their souls because they are pure and not yet psychologically conditioned. That is why children are far more soulful, playful, and imaginative than adults. Unfortunately, as they grew up having trauma and negative experiences, their connection to their soul is weakened, as if parts of their soul are now lost as a result of those negative experiences. This is why many of us adults have soul loss to various degrees and don't feel as soulful or as open-hearted. This happens because our traumatic and emotionally charged experiences created parts in our personality that hold pain or negative beliefs about ourselves. The stronger our pain and the more negative our beliefs, the more soul loss we have and the less soulful and alive we feel. Soul loss is a shamanic term reflecting the separation of a part of the soul due traumatic events, such as an accident, a severe illness, loss of a loved one, or other emotionally traumatic events. Soul loss leads to psychological issues and the loss of vitality and power. In that sense, all psychological and emotional burdens have a spiritual component and indicate soul fragmentation or soul loss. Because of that, the psychological and spiritual dimensions of our being are interconnected and our soul is the mediator and the unifier of both. Without a deep sense of connection to our soul, our psychological and spiritual dimensions remain disconnected. Even if we deepen our connection to spirituality through daily practices, there is no real psychological healing until our soul is fully restored and present. Soulful and Soulless Spirituality So far I explained the difference between the personal and mystical experience of spirituality and the role soul plays as a mediating agent between psychology and spirituality. One of the most insightful accounts of the role of the soul in psychological and spiritual awakening was documented by C.G. Jung, the pioneer of the psychology. Jung noticed the presence of soul or anima in his psyche and initiated inner dialogues with her. Jung experienced his soul as an inner guide who brought much insight into the inner depth of his psyche. His dialogues with his soul documented in his red book clearly shows the importance of engaging the soul 
as an essential step in raising one's psychological and spiritual awareness. It is important to point that Jung was not just a psychologist. As reflected in his red and black books, he had deep shamanic crisis and awakening and practiced psychoshamanic inner work for many years using active imagination. If you're interested to know more about Jung's shamanic awakening, I suggest the book by Jungian psychologist and shamanic teacher Dr. C. Michael Smith titled Jung and Shamanism in Dialogue. Jung encountered and engaged with his soul, his daimon, and many spiritual and archetypal deities, and reported his experiences in his private journals. Below are two of his quotes from the Red Book highlighting the importance of engaging the soul. The spirit of the depth forced me to speak to my soul, to call upon her as a living and self-existing being. I had to speak to my soul as to something far off and unknown, which did not exist through me, but through whom I existed. Your soul is your own self in the spiritual world. As the abode of the spirits, however, the spiritual world is also an outer world. These quotes resonate with my earlier point that your soul represents you in the spiritual world. It is the bridge between you and the divine. With this recognition, we can get to what I mean by soulful and soulless spirituality. Soulful spirituality is holistic and happens in two steps. The first step is personal and self-reflective. It focuses on engaging the soul in addressing its emotional and psychological needs. The personal step may require some inner work or soul retrieval, but leads to psychological healing and inner harmony. The second step is religious or mystical and focuses on building a personal relationship with the sacred, the divine creator, or what one views as God. More specifically, in shamanic or neoplatonic views, this mystical step usually involves meeting one's personal daimon or guardian spirit, which mediates the relationship between one's soul and the divine creator or source whom the soul has emanated from. Soulless spirituality involves spiritual practices that demand one to quiet the mind and through that bypass the soul and its emotional and psychological needs. In such practices, soul's needs are considered aspects of ego that block spiritual connection and must therefore be disowned and surrendered. To achieve this, the practice usually involves spiritual techniques like mindful breathing, mantras, and devotion to daily meditative practices. The main difference between what I call here as soulful and soulless spirituality is in how engaged and integrated one's soul is in the religious or mystical experience. Are one's soul's needs are honored or otherwise disowned or exiled? Spiritual practices that bypass the soul 
No matter how mystical, can never be as soulful or as life-affirming as practices that honor the soul and engage it as a bridge to the divine. Spatial Bypassing and How to Notice It Spatial practice is meant to be a transcending and life-nourishing process. Because of its transcending effects on the psyche, spiritual practice can be hijacked by the mind and used as a mean to cope with unhealed psychological or emotional burdens. This is known as a spiritual bypassing or unknowingly using spirituality to bypass and distract from what needs attention, healing, and care within. This happens because meditation and spirituality tend to detach us from our pains and worries in life, and a protective part of our psyche may use it as a means to escape from what otherwise needs attention and healing. We tend to spiritually bypass when we avoid attending our soul's psychological and emotional needs. Spatial bypassing is also an indication of soul loss, which should be resolved through inner work or soul retrieval. The following quote from Jung points to spiritual bypassing in a different way. People will do anything, no matter how absurd, in order to avoid facing their own souls. They will practice Indian yoga and all its exercises, observe a strict regiment of diet, learn theosophy by heart, or mechanically repeat mystic text from the literature of the whole world, all because they cannot get on with themselves and have not the slightest faith that anything useful could ever come out of their own souls. C.G. Jung, Psychology and Alchemy The risk of spiritual bypassing exists in all spiritual modalities, including religious practices, mystical or shamanic practices, or Eastern meditative practices. Spiritual mindful meditation practices that emphasize on living in presence are most prone to spiritual bypassing. This is because when you live in presence and keep your consciousness focused on here and now, you are essentially disowning and exiling your past and your future. Your past and your future are as important as your presence because most of your soul's needs are related to healing and reconciling what happened to you in the past and your other soul's needs are related to your purpose and what your soul wants you to manifest in the future. But how do you know if you spiritually bypass? One effective way to notice whether or not you spiritually bypass is to become curious about what your spiritual practice means to you, what does it give you, and how would you feel emotionally if you stopped it. For example, if you meditate or practice spirituality on a regular basis, ask yourself how would you feel if you stopped meditating or practicing? Would you be able to carry on and still feel emotionally centered and grounded? Or do you feel things can become harder to deal with in your life? If stopping your meditation 
or a spiritual practice is unsettling to you, making you feel melancholy, anxious, edgy or sensitive, you're likely spiritual bypassing. Also, if you consider yourself spiritual, consider contemplating on the following questions. Do you still feel soulful and alive when you don't practice or pray? How do you feel emotionally when you think about negative experiences you had in the past? Is there a part of you that does not want you to care about your past? Do you feel emotionally sensitive and guarded when interacting with people? How connected do you feel to others and humanity, including people you don't know? Do you feel overly critical about yourself and others? What about your future? Do you know why you're here and what your life is about? These questions help you notice how closely connected you are to your soul and how aware you are of its needs. If the practice of meditation and spirituality is important to you, but you don't feel as soulful and alive, don't feel as connected to others, and are sensitive and critical, you may not be as connected to your soul and spiritually bypassing to some degree. Likewise, if you meditate and practice spirituality but are not at peace with your past and don't have a sense of purpose in your life, you may be spiritually bypassing to some degree. If you notice your meditation or spiritual practices have become a habit and an effective way for you to feel better emotionally and psychologically, maybe it's time to take a break and do some psychological inner work to find out why. What part of you needs you to meditate and be spiritual? Remember that your meditation or spiritual practice is meant to raise your self-awareness and enrich your life. It is not meant to be reduced to a mean to help you navigate and cope with life. In closing, remember that spirituality, without attending to your soul's needs, is destined to be bypassing and inflating, even if you become spiritually or shamanically enlightened like masters. Nothing and no one can ever make you feel as alive and as connected to the divine as your soul can. Your soul calls you to heal yourself and notice the beauty, wisdom and authenticity in you. It knows what your life is about. It knows your purpose. It is what connects you to the soul of humanity and the world soul Anima Mundi. Your soul is the bridge that guides you to your daimon, your guardian spirit, and the divine creator who imagined you. If you have found this presentation inspiring, please like and share it with your like-minded friends. Please subscribe to my channel and share your thoughts and comments. For more information about myself and my life mentoring practice, Please find my bio link in the description below. Blessings.